Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well this beautiful sunny day. Well, it's a beautiful sunny day here. So we're going to appreciate our 60 degree weather. And uh, hope that we don't have the wind that we had yesterday. Oh my goodness. It was horrible. Just horrible people. <laughs> but you know what? Even through that horrible wind, we still kind of try to keep a positive attitude. Yeah. What else can you do? <laughs> <laughs> it takes some work, though, let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about today is this episode is going to be about finding your courage and confidence. You know, there's so much of the time I think that we lose courage about things or we lose our confidence. We don't have courage because we maybe haven't been taught it or whatever. But we also, we lose confidence sometimes when we try things and maybe it doesn't work out or the words people say to us. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, as far as for you even in your life. Well, I think that a lot of times we give up too soon. Oh, good point. You know, and it's because, you know, we don't have the courage and you do have to work up to it. I was telling you one of the affirmations that we heard this morning in our meditation about cultivating patience. And when you cultivate patience, you cultivate confidence. confidence. And I think that that's true because you have to have patience with yourself to be able to get to that place. That's what I feel like it takes to gain the courage because you have to keep trying it a bunch of times. It's that practice that we talk about all the time. And when you have patience with yourself to realize you're not going to get it the first time, it's okay. You can keep trying, keep trying, and eventually you'll get there. And I think that's how courage comes. And in essence, then you gain the confidence. Well, and I think that's true. And, you know, one of the things is, is, you know, when we started this podcast, we really did lack confidence and it took a lot of courage. (laughs) Yeah. And it was interesting because I didn't realize that I would have sort of like what I would call stage fright, even though it's just a listening platform. And I think that's true. And I'm the same way. I thought, you know, well, I do this for a living. I talk for a living. I, but it's a different element. And one of the things is, is, and I also don't think that we realized you know, we said, you know, we're going to do this podcast because we really, it is about paying it forward. It's about providing something, whether it's just words of encouragement for somebody or helping somebody to believe in themselves or realizing that, you know, no matter where you're at, you can get somewhere else, you know, where you don't have to stay stuck or, or just realizing, you know, or finding those little things that might work for you to enhance your life and make it better for each individual. I think that that has been the thing for us, but I think I didn't realize how doing the podcast would help with our confidence and with our courage. I am so grateful for that because over time, I feel like that's really happened. I feel like I I know for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm always, like I said, so encouraged when we have, you know, one more play on our podcast or that I appreciate so much each and every listener. It's encouraging when you see your audience start to grow or that. And like I say, it's not even about the numbers because I am just so appreciative when somebody says, hey, that really resonated with me. You know, we've had some people we've talked to and, you know, each one will talk about a different episode and, and, you know, say, oh my gosh, you know, that inspired me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I want to, you know, I talked with you about doing this podcast on courage and confidence. I met with a client yesterday and and she does follow the podcast. And, you know, it was really interesting because she said she wants to have that courage 
I'm paraphrasing, but the courage to make some different decisions in her life, to set those boundaries in order to be happy and to do it in a way, though, that was respectful. She's this really great analogy. I loved it. She said, I'm tired of holding and hugging the cactus. When you think about that, sometimes it's something. So we feel like because it's something and it has substance or something that and we hold on to it, not realizing that when we hold on to it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, it really hurts. And I think that's what she's learning. And so she shared with me this beautiful and she just articulated so well and did it in such a kind nurturing way of saying goodbye to her parents for this moment because of the toxicity of it and because they are the cactus in her life and she can't do it anymore because it is holding her back and she's getting caught in the middle of stuff that's not hers. And I think sometimes people take ownership of stuff that's not theirs and think that they can fix it. You cannot fix something that is not yours. And I'm constantly working on that with my clients. And one of my clients, uh, one of my Vietnam vets, I work with, you cannot take responsibility for something that was not yours. And you will continue to struggle with it. It will never go away because you're trying to fix something that's not yours. So you learn what in this equation is mine? What do I have the power to change? And I think that's where she's at. The power that she has is to say, I cannot do this any longer because it's too hurtful to me. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that I loved about what she did is she said, I'm not changing my phone number. You have my email. The door is open. If you want this relationship, mom, I will not talk about dad. Dad, I will not talk about mom. These are my boundaries. These are the things that are off limits. And it took courage. And there is fear associated with it because that fear of losing something But the thing is, is I always tell people, you have to weigh it, weigh it out. Is the fear of losing a relationship just because of the label of the relationship, like parent, sister, husband, wife, child, whatever, you know, all those relationships or best friend, those words that we put that make the relationship, it shifts it, you know, to be able to have the courage to realize that things will change and the fear of what that change will be. And also the thing of what is that going to look like? Yeah. What becomes different, but it takes courage to have those conversations, like you say, and, but realizing if you have that conversation that maybe there's some separation that happens for a while, and maybe that's what has to happen for there to be something better down the road. Because it can change and morph that that person, even by you setting that boundary, maybe that person gains a better understanding and realizes you're not going to take that anymore. And you've got to, they have basically on on their side, have to look at how they're dealing with it. And then from that point, you don't know the relationship can morph into something way better, way down the road. We never know what that looks like. And that's a scary thing. But this didn't happen for her overnight. This is something we've been working on, of her taking control of her own life, of being okay with who she is. And in order to become the best version of her, she's going to have to change some of the stuff that she's doing. And some of the stuff that she's doing is allowing that toxicity in her life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about toxicity, the toxic relationships. And sometimes we don't even know they're toxic. 
And I think oftentimes, and in her case, it was hard for her to see. She had the feeling of the toxicity, but then it's taking that and really stepping outside of it and looking at it and looking at how much it truly impacts your life. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us, I don't think there's anybody in this world who has not had a relationship like that or who has not had to set boundaries or who feel like they have to set boundaries but don't know how to set boundaries. And so they stay stuck in that toxic relationship. Yeah. And toxicity does not mean it's a horrible thing. It just means it's not healthy. So it's not sitting here and saying these people are horrible people. By no means is it saying that. What it is saying is that relationship is not working for you because it is not helping to propel you to where you need to be. And it is not helping to propel them to where they need to be. Exactly. Because a lot of times those, I mean, it's always this, it's everybody's perception. And those people are just going through and dealing in the world the way that they know how. And maybe they didn't have a good example either to go off of, to have healthy relationships. And I think it's true. And I think that first off, we lack the confidence Mm -hmm. and we gain our courage as you, like you said, we practice these things until we get it right and we get it better. And you always have to revisit things. I mean, even when you think that you've mastered something, you will find that, you know, life is happening and you're distracted or maybe you start really working on one part and you feel like some other part is lagging. And so you'll have to revisit that. And so, yeah, it's always a lot of it does have to do with that self-talk. I mean, in order to have courage, you got to talk kind to yourself. You got to have that patience with yourself. And I think you have to realize that this is all a work in progress. Yeah, every day. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier when we were getting breakfast and coffee ready that, you know, you said that you feel And I think this is a really relevant thing is that we have people who will do stuff and if they don't get it right away or they don't understand the practice piece of it. Yeah, a lot of times I think that people give up too soon, but it's through consistency that things change. And it takes time, lots of time. And like I said, you'll have to revisit things over and over again to get it right in your head to make it to where that you you understand, hey, this is practice. Maybe today was an off day for me. But you go right back to it and it's that consistency that I think prevails. Well, and I think it's through that consistency and that practice that we get that confidence yes, and that courage to step outside of our... Because once I have the confidence, then I can have the courage. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that thing of realizing that and I talk about this all the time, I talk about it with my clients, there is no such thing as failure. As soon as that word means something to every one of us, oh, you're a failure. And then it's like, oh God, I suck at everything. Then you you go on this whole snowball thing. We do not fail people. We practice. And sometimes we'll practice something and we realize it's not right for us. It does not mean that I have failed. I can't tell how many times I hear that when I'm working with people, I just failed in my marriage. Well, the truth of the matter is, you know, you stuck it out, you did all these steps, and it still wasn't right for you. And sometimes it's not that we fail, it's that we have outgrown, we don't mesh. There's a million reasons, mm-hmm. but it is not failure. Sometimes it's moving on. Sometimes it's realizing that I'm holding on to a cactus and I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes those people are meant to be in your life for a season and to help you become the person that you need to be. And then sometimes the next relationship that comes along, like I say that, you know, that ends up being the one, you know, you just, you don't know that. And until you really look at that and and understand that those things aren't failure. I know I really had to reckon with the idea that I did not go and try the snorkeling on our last trip. And that was really, really hard for me because I just was in that moment. I was like, oh my God, no, I can't. I could not make myself get off that boat. <laughs> so, but I had to tell myself, you know, I'm not going to rule it out completely. I will look at other ways of trying to get comfortable so that I can gain the confidence and have the courage to go out there and, and see the animals. If that means I have to start in the pool, okay, we'll try, we'll try that. <laughs> and I think for me, I didn't do it fully because <laughs> in my head I'm doing math and y'all already know me. I don't do math. So he goes, no, it's not that bad. It's only four meters. I'm thinking uh, for some reason I converted that to it's only four feet. Well, I'm sure you did. <laughs> so they're like, oh, I can do that. And I'm like, no, that means it's over 12 feet. What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was a terrifying experience for me. <laughs> but I was so grateful for Jesus because he treated me like a baby <laughs> and I did not care. <laughs> yeah. But I did get to see the starfish, and I was just so excited, and I wanted Christy to see it. I said, I told him, I said, Jesus, will you do this for Christy? He goes, well, of course I will. And then we get back, and they, and then we're done. Yeah, they cut that really short for some reason. And like, but I honestly, I have to say, I don't know if I would have had the courage to do it even at that point, but I would like to think that I would have. I mean, you know, like I say, I mean, I got off the boat later, which I'm really happy that I did. That was really Yeah, she'll fun. do that. And I'm there like, ah, no, I can't see the bottom. I, that bothers me, but I eventually did. But she jumps up and she's in the sandbar where you can stand up and it's beautiful, beautiful water. And I'm there like, uh, stingray, stingray. And she's just there like, do, 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 you know. <laughs> I, I couldn't even see that it was right next to me. So, but it was really cool. We got to see a lot of great stingrays and stuff like that. So the experience was good. But even for me, I don't know if it was confidence or courage or just that I'm bad in math. <laughs> I think it's I'm bad in math because <laughs> I would have reconsidered had I known if I had converted correctly, <laughs> yeah. I would have been on the boat with Christy. <laughs> but I'm glad that you had the courage to try it because I know that you really wanted to overcome that. And I mean, even though you weren't out there with the flippers and everything, but you at least you went out and looked down and, you know, you could see the starfish and that. So I that couldn't cool. keep the mask on because it bothered me to clip that on my, I was just like, oh, no. And I told him, I said, I can't do that. So I did, I just kind of held it. He goes, just hold the mask to your thing. Then he goes, well, I'll make it better. So he puts water on it and then it really sucks to my face. That was not better. <laughs> no, it was like, oh, no, this ain't going to happen. But he was so patient. He was so kind. And I so appreciated that. And he got it. He knew that there was a sense of, fear and insecurity in me. And he realized that. And I really appreciated that. And then, so I just kind of held this, the mask to my face and I could look into the water and I could see the starfish because Cozumel has this amazing area where there are these, all these starfish is beautiful. Yeah. I can't sit there and say I snorkeled because I kind of technically didn't, but I still got in the water. <laughs> you did. And like I said, that was poor math. I don't think it was confidence. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, but that's okay. My poor math skills had me do something I wouldn't have done. Right. So everything plays up. But, you know, one of the things we were talking about prior to the, you know, when you were saying about one of the things this is in relationships, it's also when we realize that we might be toxic for somebody else. Right. That we may not be helping them to get where they need to be. And sometimes that's hard too, because it may not be that they're holding us back, but maybe we're holding them back. Mm -hmm. And that takes courage to say to somebody in confidence to say, I'm holding you back. And I see that. I see that in my office when I'm talking to people and they're having these relationships and I'm thinking, "Mm, yeah, y'all. And I'll tell some couples, you're not doing well together. They're like a totally different person confidence goes up. So many things start to happen for them. And they don't realize is that sometimes in the relationship, they've just become stagnant Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Well, and you know, it takes courage to have accountability too. Absolutely. That is huge. To accept, you know, we are not the end all to beat all for everybody in, in for all of our relationships. And sometimes even in relationships, we outgrow them. And that's what my client's learning. And, and, you know, I told her, I said, as you're on this path to owning your own business, to all these visions you have for yourself, there are some people you're going to have to leave behind because they are not in the same place that you are. Mm -hmm. And she's really starting to understand that she started with her parents, but it's not done there because she's still working on that. Learning to surround herself with like-minded people, people who are there to help her, to mentor her, to to get her to that next level. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think those are the things that we have to sit back and look at too. I think that you have a much better opportunity of gaining courage if you're surrounding yourself with the right people that support and encourage you. I was thinking also, you know, when people are in jobs, it takes confidence and courage to leave a job. If you've been at the job for a year or five years, 20 years, whatever it is, and it's not fulfilling those things for you. Getting a paycheck is all fine and good, but not at the expense of everything else. I think people really struggle with that because there's that piece of us that has that worth ethic. Or once again, I don't want to be a quitter and I don't want to fail at this. And I don't think it is about that. But no offense, most employers, it's not about the employee sometimes. It's not about the employee on a personal level. And there are some companies that are. Don't get me wrong. Those are wonderful companies. And the other companies aren't. It's not that they're bad. It's just that they have a different business model. But if you're the type of person that needs to matter within a company and you're in a company where you don't matter, where you're a number, then it changes things. Mm -hmm. I know as a therapist, when I become a number, when what you're looking at is productivity only and you're not looking at what is my quality of work, what is all of those things, those things are relevant. Productivity is relevant, but only for the company. Mm -hmm. It is not relevant for the employee. So it's where do you find that balance within that? And as an employee, if you feel like it's more about productivity, the reason I'm talking about because I have a few clients who this is what we're going, what's going on with them right now is they don't feel valued. They feel more like a number mm-hmm. and like they're this piece of machine. They are just a part of that machine that just goes and there's nobody looking at them saying. You're valuable. <laughs> you're, yeah. And then what happens is when you start losing value in your workplace, because most people at work more than they're at home. So if you start losing your value in your workspace, your confidence starts going down. All this stuff, it's like this snowball effect that starts to happen. Yeah. I'm not telling anybody to go out and quit your job. 
that'd be kind of crazy. But what I am telling is everybody has to evaluate and they have to sit there and say, what is valuable to me? And I have some who have switched jobs recently and they're much happier. Some switch jobs and they're like, I don't know if this is even my place yet, but they're not going to stop. Okay, this isn't fitting for me. What is it that needs to fit for me? How do I make that fit for me? And all of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. You have a somebody that you've been working with. I know that you had mentioned about how they've had a voice in really changing things within the workplace because they felt like, I don't know if they were feeling devalued, but I know that you were saying about like some of the things that were happening and they brought it up with the company and now have committees put together that yes. where they're working on some of those things and how the company addresses things with the employee. Well, so Yeah, and I think we touched on that maybe in one of our earlier episodes and just to have that voice and to say, this isn't, oh, it's not that it was wrong, but it's how do we be sensitive to other people? Right. And particularly with the, it was with the mask situation and the company she worked with, she has a, like a hearing issue. So when people are talking through masks, she couldn't hear them, but she can read lips. So she went to him and said, hey, we have to be a little sensitive here. And because the company has people even older, up in age, so hearing does become a little bit more difficult and stuff like that. So the company really sat there and said, what? Okay, we didn't realize that. So they got the clear mask for everybody. So everybody had the opportunity to wear a clear mask. And then also let everybody know that if somebody has a clear mask, that might mean that they have hearing so to be courteous of those people and she had the courage to bring that up and so it wasn't about her leaving the job she had a voice with them to say this needed to change and look it did it worked out great she also worked on the hiring retention of women within the company and i thought how wonderful because when i first started with her i don't think it that would have happened because she had to find her voice. She had to find her confidence and she had to find her courage. And she has done all of those things. And now it is playing out in this new company that she works with. She's not sitting back and just letting things happen. So there's all these things that you can do. There's all these ways. And I mean, you don't have to find your confidence and courage through therapy. Have a good friend. Talk with them. Strong relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, self-talk. Listen to tapes or whatever. You know, or I guess now it's podcast in... Uh... <laughs> Tapes. Boy, you took it back. (laughs) I know. Oh. (laughs) We went old school there for a minute. I know. It's going to take me a minute to recover from that one. No. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it's one of those things. It's navigating it. And you know what? And the thing is, is to find our confidence and to find our courage, there are multiple things we can do. We talk a lot, but we talk a lot because she'll read something and we try to really read things that are kind of inspiring and that really resonate with us. And then we take that information and we share it with each other. Yeah, we talk about it. So we do a lot of the stuff that we read. Not all of it. Not everything I read is that. Christy's more of the read. Now, I will give me a good fiction or sci-fi or fantasy. I'll go there too. I like to read the real stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I still read something on a daily, whether it's about my profession or whether it's about nutrition, health, just something that's going to not only help me, but is it something that I can use and pass on to my clients to help them also? Yeah, I think that for us, it's been really beneficial. So, you know, that would be the first place I would say for people to do is, is talk to people, talk to those people that you know 
have your back, are in your corner, really want you to succeed in your personal and professional life. Mm-hmm. That that's I always tell people, go, don't reinvent the wheel, go to those people first. Then go look at resources, whether it is a podcast, whether it is a, a book, you know, a video or follow those things. You know, if it's about physical health that you're working on, there are like 900,000 apps for that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for everything. We just joined the Wisdom app. So we're also on Wisdom, which is a new app platform. It's kind of more in line with... Well, it's it's more conversational. It is. So it's, you know, live talk and where people can call in and do discussions with you and that. So... So more yeah, real time. Yeah. So I was really bad because somebody did send me a question, but I hadn't got my app up and I got it up this morning. I'm 12 weeks behind on that person. And I realized it and I don't like that. I really don't. This is my thing. I am all about engagement. So this morning I responded. So I'm thinking I'm going to type something out and Christy's are like, no, you got to talk. I'm there like, you mean speak into this thing? <laughs> <laughs> so everything. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but I'm on the Wisdom app and uh, I'm actually going to start doing that. So I will have, I'll pick times and then I can do some live stuff and people can call and ask questions and you answer them, which I think is a great app and a great forum for that because you're right. It is live. It's happening in that moment, but you can ask questions. And then if like, if the person's not on, then they'll answer those questions for you. And then that post and all that. But there are more and more apps like this. There are more and more apps for health and nutrition I tell my clients to YouTube can be your friend. How many times do I tell you that? All the time you tell me. Go look it up on YouTube. She will spend three hours getting frustrated trying to solve something. And I'm there like, promise you, there's like 15 people who've already solved it on YouTube. Just go to that. <laughs> yes. But what I, does she do? I use it quite often. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My thing is, is don't stay stuck. There are so many resources out there now that help us to get past this. In building confidence is practice something every day. Mm-hmm. Engage in it. And it might start out with five minutes and then pretty soon it moves on. You know, it's talking to yourself in the mirror if you're, if you got to learn to public speak or whatever it is. It's you find one thing and you practice it. You practice it. And my goodness, you see this with little kids. When they're tying their shoes, their frustration level. But man, after they learn to tie their shoes, they intentionally untie their shoes so they can tie their shoe <laughs> because they are so confident that they know what they are doing. When they learn the alphabet, when they learn anything, that is truly where you see it. Because trust me, you will hear it 900 times. This is red. This is red. This is red. Everything. They go point everything out that's red. Mm-hmm. It's because their confidence. And now they have the courage to say, I know that is red. Yeah. And that's what we have to do as adults. We have to remember that just like children, everything we do is practice. So you find that one thing and it doesn't have to be big. You've been doing that with your skates. I have. And uh, since we went on vacation and even prior to that, I hadn't been practicing. And I was thinking about that. And in fact, this morning that I have to get back into that routine of doing that. even if it's just for that few minutes, because I don't want to lose ground with, you know, what I've done already. And and I feel like I was gaining confidence prior to that because I was doing it at least every weekend. So, yeah, I mean, the more you do something, the more comfortable you feel. That's the way to get there. 
And it's in anything. You know, it's even like when I'm working with the kids, they'll tell me, well, why am I doing homework? I said, honey, it's not homework. It's called practice. And they'll be there like, what do you mean? And I always remind them, you know, if they have a talent, well, how did you learn that? Well, I would practice if I play an instrument. Well, did you just learn it overnight? Well, no, I practice. Exactly. School is the same way. I tell them, you're practicing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not failing at something. If you're actively doing something, you're not failing at it. You're not supposed to know it. And I always tell kids when, well, I'm sorry, no, I don't. Of course you don't know algebra, honey, because you haven't learned it yet. None of us knew anything. (laughs) And we never stop learning. And I think that is the beauty. And I always tell people, you know, when they say with age comes wisdom, I now kind of understand it because you start to see things different. You reprioritize. I think you do start to have more patience with yourself. Yes. Or, and if you don't, then you have to practice that. Yes. Because, you know, we can be so critical of ourselves more so than anybody that critical, critical, critical. And if you can get past the criticism, you can then get back on track to figuring out what is the path I need to take in order to get to that place I want to be. And it's the same for everybody. I mean, are there people who are born good at stuff? Sure, but you still have to know it and you still have to do it the first time. And they have to continue it because if they don't, the things you don't use, you lose. (laughs) I know. Isn't that true? Mm -hmm. And I think that the place you learn it the most is with language to me. Yeah. Because, you know, since my parents passed away, when I would go down there, I would hear Spanish. I would even talk some Spanish and things like that. And man, it's weird because now they're like, somebody asked me a question and they're like, duh. But I think that you did pretty good, like even when we were in Mexico and that. And yeah. Times it, they would be like, oh, you speak Spanish. You know, but once again, I, I found that I had to do some self-talk because I wanted to. And I even told her, I said, did you know some speaking more Spanish? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did my Duolingo. <laughs> but not just that. It wasn't just, and on Duolingo, it always sends me a thing, you must practice. You must practice. So I try to do that because I don't want to lose it because it is a part of my culture. It's a part of my heritage and it's an important part of it. And so, but I also know that if I do not practice it, I'm going to lose it. And if I do not use it, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. So those are the things. Pick one of those things. To practice takes five minutes a day. Really. I can do one one quick lesson and it takes about five minutes and it's committing to it. Yeah. You know, we were talking about that. We've now been doing our podcast. I I think we started in 2020. Yeah. And we have done our best to be consistent. We have very few weeks that we take off. And I think the reason why is because we have committed to this. We have made a commitment to this. And even if there's not, we may, everything else may go to the wayside for our week. This does not. Right. This is the other thing that we're changing up because as we speak, or maybe as we speak, I don't know what time it is in the Philippines. But anyway, our uh, editor is working on our first video cast. Yeah, which is going to be a, a subscriber one. We would love for you to if you can. I mean, we encourage it. But, you know, I, that's one of the reasons that we kind of wanted to talk about the vacation on this podcast, because I know that it is a the last one will, well, the one that's coming up this Sunday will be the uh, video cast and it is a subscriber only, but. And that's of our trip to Cozumel and it's about. Taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself, but also gaining the confidence and the courage to do things. We kayaked. uh, So we did a two person kayak in the ocean. And let me tell you something. I think we work really well together as a team, but I think you throw in a different element like the ocean and a kayak. 
And, and so- all of a sudden, it was like we were trying to put together a piece of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Things were not so happy there for a moment. <laughs> we lost our happy. Yeah. But you know what? We got it back very quickly. It didn't last long. And we were so grateful for all the people that would just hurry up and get out of our way. And this is me. As soon as she taught me, once again, I'm dyslexic. She has to remember, she has to teach me differently. And I was in front. We should have done it the opposite. I should have been in back. Yeah. Because had I been in back, then I can more follow her. But oh my goodness. And then I would say, okay, if we're going to go this left, which way do we go? And she, so she finally told me something. Right. Right, people, right, right. (laughs) We ran into the hammocks. Yeah. And then we figured out you could go backwards. This was great. (laughs) Once she found reverse. I was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) But those are the things we had to learn. Even when it got to where we were, uh, we were bickering just a little bit. Mm. Okay. So it was like we said, it wasn't a happy moment. But we didn't just sit there and say, fine, throw the oars down and jump out of the kayak and say, fine, we're done. And walk to shore because we could have because that's how shallow the water was. (laughs) We didn't. (laughs) We practiced. And for a minute, we actually got where we were just got, we got a good rhythm down. I mean, it was great. Mm -hmm. And then the boats would go by and create the waves and... We'd be going the wrong way again, and we'd get a little frustrated, and we'd have to remember, no, it's just the big waves coming. It's not us. We were doing okay. <laughs> but it was, you know, so it t- even that, it took courage for us because it's it's outside of our comfort zone. We've never kayaked, but we said we're going to do some of these things. Mm-hmm. And because right now, in this moment, is our time to live. And I have those people who sit there and say, oh, man, I only have this much time to retirement but I can't retire till I'm 67 with all my stuff. So I got to work an extra. F- Everybody is so busy looking at when they retire. They're not living in this moment. Yeah. For everybody, it's different. But once again, it becomes that thing of practice to get confidence, to have courage. You know, it was like us flying to Europe, being in a plane that long. That, trust me, that took some self-taught confidence, courage, you name it all in everything. And then to use the train system in Europe caused a lot of stress stress for us because we didn't didn't understand it. But guess what? By the end of Europe, we understood the trains. And there were people that helped us. Yes. It was so cool. One guy, I mean, we just didn't know our train. He goes, oh, I'll take you right to the train. He takes his train. He gets us in the train and we're sitting where they're like, oh, God, thank God we're here. It's crazy. And all of a sudden, we hear something, and it's him running back on the train. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I put you on the wrong train. Come with me. <laughs> we would have been in another country. Yeah. <laughs> so we were grateful for it. So what it told us is there were going to be people there to help us. Yeah. There are people there to help you. There are people there to walk with us on our paths. The thing is, is we have to let them in, and we have to invite them in. And sometimes we also have to say, You've come as far with me as you can on this path. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for all of that. But now I need to continue on my own. I need to find other people. And that's okay, too. You got to stop holding on to the cactus, as my client says. It doesn't feel good. And then when you get to that place where you can do that, then you've got the courage. You got the confidence. All of that other stuff starts to fall into place. 
So I think we encourage all of you to sit down and say, you know, what are those cactus relationships I have? Am I ready to practice getting the confidence and the courage to change it? Or am I still okay with it? And listen, it is still okay because sometimes it's okay to stay in the place that you are. Okay? You will know. Do not let people push you. And in fact, I told my client, I said, I asked you about your mom, your relationship with your mom and everything. I said, I've been waiting patiently. And she goes, you have. And I knew the day was coming, but it has to be her day. It is not my day. And sometimes even as that, you can sit there and say, oh man, that's a really bad move. But it's their bad move. It's not mine. That's the thing of respecting in those relationships. You have to respect where people are at. And some people aren't in the growing place that you are. Yes. And to have patience with that. To understand that. And I mean, for us, we weren't at the same place because we had different backgrounds. I mean, a whole bunch of different stuff that went into that. Do you know what I mean? But we're in our growth because we do it daily with each other. Mm -hmm. We do our meditation with each other. We try to do workout and stuff with each other, but we have found with the puppy, not so easy. So we have to kind of tag out on the little one. Yeah. Who, because we're doing this and she thinks we can't see her, was trying to chew on my shoestrings. <laughs> she's naughty like that. <laughs> she's like a little kid. But she's learning too. And we had, a, even with her, we had to learn what? To practice every day with her. Practice patience, for sure. Because, <laughs> you know, it was three years without a dog, but it was longer than that without a puppy. And so even with that, practicing, remembering, and, you know, we have to tell ourselves, she's a baby. She's learning new things. She's going to mess up, and it's okay. All we have to do is have love her, be patient with her, and practice with her. And as we have done that, she's actually really good. She's learning a lot. But you can see this in every relationship you have. It's not just with people, coworkers, or that. Even with your little four-legged family members. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do get irritated because I'm trying to work and I can't type with her. She wants to be on my video stuff sometimes, which is okay. But then when I'm typing, you know, then her paw goes, it takes away my system. I have to go log back in and I'm just like, oh my God, just keep your paws down. (laughs) But you know what? She's doing what a puppy does. Yeah. So you got to let him do. It's like when we went to see Eckhart Tolle. He's amazing to listen to, and we and we follow him, and we uh, do we read a lot of his stuff. But he was talking about the beauty of a dog. A dog will chase its tail simply because it can. There's no thought process of I'm going to catch it, but that's what it is with people. Sometimes you do it because it brings you joy. It's not because it's going to get you something in the end, other than the moment of enjoyment. Yeah, and so you know we learn so many things even from our four-legged friends. But those are the things we are on a journey. And I think one of the, the toughest things on the on a journey is to find one's confidence in order to have the courage to step outside of your safety, your security, and to start experiencing things. Because the more you experience, the more growth you have, I think the more appreciation you have. And sometimes the more humble you become because you see other things. It's kind of like looking at the ocean. It humbles you. Right. And you learn to respect something. 
And I think that's kind of what it is when trying to find our confidence. And sometimes we have, I think people have confidence. It's just been misplaced. Sometimes because of the verbiage we hear from other people. Sometimes it's because we try and we start a new task and we don't get it right away. So we've been taught the mentality, well, if you can't get it, you failed. And then we go into this spiral and all of that. But I encourage people to get rid of the verbiage of others and to listen to themselves, to listen to that thing that really is propelling them. If you have a dream and the fear is there, what does Jen Sincero say? If it scares the hell out of you, do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the time to act. (laughs) That's the time to act. Mm -hmm. Because it is that. Things outside of our comfort will always scare us. But if we don't try it, we always just stay afraid. We don't gain the confidence. We don't gain the courage. So we encourage everybody, practice something. Think about those things that scare you, but at the same time excite you with the thought of it. And challenge yourself to work on that, building that confidence, practicing it, so that one day you have the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would love to hear from you. If if there's something that you were really fearful of and, man, you did it and that experience, what that experience was like for you, was it what you expected? Or, okay, because snorkeling was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'm going to float and I'm going to see all these beautiful fish and it's going to be wonderful and zenful. It'll be like a magical experience. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't always turn out that way. No, because we envision things in our mind and then we do it and it's like, hmm. But does that mean that I can't have that magical thing with snorkeling? I don't know yet. We'll see. It's still up in the air. Yeah. It's still up there. We're contemplating it. <laughs> but if you can challenge yourself and if you can, those dreams that you might have tucked away that you hide from people because you sit there and think, well, somebody's going to think that's stupid or I can't do that. We challenge you guys. We encourage you. Yeah. Stop listening to the voices of others and just realize that, yeah, in order to gain courage and confidence, it just takes that that practice, that consistency, and the patience. And the thing, if you need help getting there, finding the people to ask for the help, accepting the help, being okay with the help, and also if you if it's not people, find the resources. There are resources out there for everything. Mm -hmm. And that is the beauty of it. There are resources. Look for the people that have already done it. Like you said about not reinventing the wheel. You can gain so much information from somebody, you know, that, that has gone through the process. And it'll help you gain that courage and confidence too. Absolutely. And the thing is, if you know you have that and you see somebody struggling or wanting to get somewhere and you have that knowledge and information, get out there and help others. Be that mentor. (laughs) Work with them, people. Yeah. You have this wisdom. You have this knowledge. Share it. Pay it forward. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that we do. And we are so grateful for you because you have allowed us to practice, practice, practice weekly this podcast. And we hope we're getting better at it. You know, we don't know. I know, at least I feel more comfortable. <laughs> I mean, I have gotten positive feedback about some of our 
podcasts from people and they've said, we really like that, you know, that was really informative or we really liked that guest. They were very knowledgeable. I really love. So whatever that is. We appreciate all of it. We're out there. We're on Facebook. You have the email address if, if anybody wants to send in, like like Sharon said about, you know, some of your experiences, you know, you want to share that and what that was like for you, gaining that confidence and trying something new, you can do that. We're at podcast.twogirlsinapod at hotmail.com, and that is the number two. And know this, if it's on Facebook and people know anybody who's contacted us on Facebook, we are really quick at responding. I, I believe in, in the engagement. So, with that being said, we hope that you guys all have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we will be back next week. And as we said, the video cast should be up also. We wish you all a good week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.